question to ask you this morning, and I hesitate to ask because I know we're all still in that turkey haze. What time is it? What time is it? Is it time for the sermon to be over? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. It's 10 o'clock. That's what time is it? What time is it? Well, it's December 1st, right? The, the beginning of a new month. What time is it? It's I'm sick of turkey leftover time. Anybody at that time? Yes, sick of leftovers. What time is it? It's, as I mentioned, football postseason time, which is more joyous for some than for others. And what time is it? The most wonderful time of the year, right? The Christmas season. As I said earlier, we call in the church this season Advent. It's actually the the start of a new year on the Christian calendar. So Happy New Year, everyone. But it is those four weeks of preparation for the coming of the Christ child. It is those four weeks of, of anticipation when we look back over the stories of our faith and remember that young woman visited by an angel, the young woman who was asked to carry the Christ child, the journey she took back to Joseph's hometown in Bethlehem. And that night, when the angels sang glory, because Jesus the Christ was born. What time is it? Well, it's, it's Advent. A time to celebrate and remember the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that comes with the celebration of Christmas. Here at our church, it's, it's time to, to decorate. On Friday night, the worship committee will gather in this space, and when you come back next Sunday, it will be transformed. If you'd like to come and help with that, Donna is more than willing to welcome you. So Donna, Donna's up here in the front. If you would like to join in the time for decorating, it's Friday night. And it will be the time to to welcome and invite others into this celebration. As I mentioned, the event on Saturday at Aldi's and, and all the ways that you go through your days. Time to invite others to come. It will be time to sing praises and and to celebrate the songs of the season. On December 15th, we have our annual Christmas concert. It's going to be time to to pet animals at our 4 p.m. petting zoo. It'll be time to sing at 5 o'clock, and then it'll be time to indulge in some s'mores afterwards in the bonfires. It will be a time to to give, to offer gifts to those in need, to offer gifts to those who we may never even meet. We've got our angel tree, our giving tree set up in the lobby where you can buy a gift for a loved one to support UMCOR, the United Methodist Committee on Relief and the great work they do. 
We'll be taking up offerings for our pastor's benevolence fund. That is money that is used specifically to help those in need, those that need just a little extra help with a, with a bill or with rent just to get them through the month. It's time to give. And it is time to celebrate the gift of God's light shining into our world. Time to to sing hallelujah, Emmanuel, God is with us. It is time. Yes, that's what, what time it is. It's the time when Christ is coming and we must be ready. And yet it's also the time when we are the most busy. It is the time when our calendars are the most full and our wallets are the most empty. It is a time when we even forget what time it is and long for the time when it's all over. So what are we to do? How are we to live into this time? A time that is so holy and reverent and yet a time that, at, that can be so holy irreverent. Well, to answer that question this morning, we're turning to Paul's letter to the church in Rome. For the early Christians, there was an urgency to the time that they lived in, right? Christ had said at his resurrection and before his ascension that he would be returning, he would be coming back, and they knew, they just knew that coming back, that return would be any day, and so they were anxiously awaiting that time, and yet as the days and the weeks and the months and the years passed and Christ did not return. Well, that urgency, it began to wane. Time no longer centered on Christ's presence with them, on the return of Christ to them. And instead, time just became another reality of the world. So what was Paul's instruction to them? How did he call them to reclaim their time. Well, we look to Romans chapter 13, beginning with the 11th verse. You'll see it with me up on the screens. As you do all this, you know what time it is. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your sleep. Now our salvation is nearer than when we first had faith. The night is almost over and the day is near, so let's get rid of the actions that belong to the darkness and put on the weapons of light. Let's behave appropriately as people who live in the day, not in partying and getting drunk, not in sleeping around and obscene behavior, not in fighting and obsession. Instead, dress yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and don't plan to indulge your selfish desires. Well, according to Paul, what time is it? It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to stop sleeping through life, going through the motions, being controlled by the pressures and the temptations of the world, and wake up to the ways God is moving don't sleep through the important things God is doing, Paul says. Wake up. Get ready. 
Clothe yourself, clothe yourself with the weapons of light. Put on Jesus Christ. You know, after reading this, I'm starting to wish that Apple would make a, uh, a Paul setting on their alarm clock. Right? Instead of a beep or a noise, maybe I could just have Paul going, wake up, wake up, God is moving, you're missing it, wake up, wake up. I don't think Paul would be very pleased with my all-too-frequent pressing of the snooze button. Right? For Paul, there are no snoozes allowed. You need to wake up and be ready. Because God is moving. Now I know, I know with the busyness of this season, it may not feel like we are sleeping through it. Because we are going and moving and doing. In fact, many of us may be functioning on less than a normal amount of sleep over the next four weeks. But just because we are constantly moving and going doesn't mean we are actually awake and attuned to what is going on around us. I mean, have you ever had that feeling where you're driving to to school or to work and you remember getting in the car at home and then all of a sudden you've arrived and you think, how did I get here? Surely I obeyed all the traffic laws to get here. But it all just kind of happens because we are going through the motions. And how often does that occur on December 25th? And all of a sudden our eyes are open and we look around to the piles of ripped up wrapping paper and the half-eaten pecan pie and the dirty dishes piling in the sink, and we wonder, how did we get here? Is Christmas already over? Instead of arriving at the, the end of the season with that realization waiting for us, let's spend these next four weeks together focused on what time it is now, waking up, opening our eyes, being ready to see what God is doing and the ways God is moving before us, around us, within us. Let's not just be reminded what time it is. Let's live into the truth of God's time. So I ask that question again. What time is it? Well, Paul tells us that it is that time, it is that in-between time when the dark of night has started to fade and the sunrise is just nearing the horizon and we stand in the middle. The night is almost over and the day is near. That's the time that the early church was living in as they saw Christ ascended to heaven and waiting for his return. And it's the time that we continue to live in, that that in-between time. The time of the darkness is gone. We've been set free from our bondage to sin and death. 
We know what it is to be loved by God, to receive God's grace. We know the promise of salvation. We have seen God's glory. And yet, it still feels a little dull, a little dim. It's the in-between time, a time marked by the already's and the not yet's. We've already learned the truth of God in Christ, and yet it hasn't come to fulfillment. We have already received God's grace, and yet we know there is more to come. We have already experienced the birth of Christ on earth, and yet sometimes it feels like God is so far away. We have already proclaimed hope in the one who loves and who saves. And yet, as we look around, we wonder, is it all hopeless? Yes, it is a time of alreadys and not yets. And so we find ourselves ourselves in this time saying, sure, the darkness is fleeting. We see it going, but the light, the light is not yet fully shining. When, oh God, when will your light fully shine on us and on this world? We long for your hope to be true, to be found. When will it come? Now, Paul, Paul assures us that this time is coming. But he says, until then, we shouldn't just sit back and watch our clocks, counting down until it comes. We should embrace that the time is coming. Embrace it by living like that time is now. To not just say we see the light coming, but to live as if the light is here now, to live into that hope that shines on the horizon. Over the past year and a half, I've really kind of embraced the practice and the habit of running. I hate almost every minute of it, but I do it because it's good for me and it's a great stress reliever. With everything that goes on in my life to have 30, 45 minutes to just go and run has been good for me. Now with my schedule and the way it works and having children and all that, a lot of times I don't get to run except at night or early in the morning. A time when it is a little dark. Now, I run in my neighborhood. It's a very safe place to run. There are street lights, but there are places where those street lamps just don't shine. And one night a few months ago, I decided to go out for a run, and it was a little bit darker than it usually is when I go, but I thought, no, I'll be fine. I'll be able to see. 
I'm familiar enough with the roads to know where there are cracks, where there are holes. So off I went running. I got about to mile one, and I knew that there was a, a sewer, a manhole cover coming in the road. And it happened to be right where like a tree branch was over, and so there wasn't a lot of light shining. But I thought, I've run this so many times. I know where it is. I'll just scoot over a little bit, and I'll miss it. Run, run, run. I didn't miss it. It was further over than I remembered, and down I went, toppling into the road. I got back up, and because it was dark, I couldn't see how injured I was, so I just kept running. I got home after two more miles and looked down, and I, there was just blood dripping down my legs. And it was after that night that I decided maybe I needed to invest in a headlamp. We feel like we can run even in the dark. That we've traveled these familiar paths and maybe we don't always need the light to show us the way. But running in the dark, living in the dark can be dangerous and can cause us to fall even when we think we've got it all together. So now I have this, this headlamp, and it shines on the road before me. Now, it doesn't light up the whole neighborhood, but it gives just enough light to show me my next steps and to guide me as I keep running. We live in this in-between time where the darkness is starting to fade and the light is coming. And we can cry out, God, show us more of your light. But God says it's here, one step at a time. That light begins to shine in. That light of hope that reminds us that God is there every step we take. That God is pushing the darkness out. We are no longer a people of the night, but a people who are called to live in the light of day with the promise and the hope of God's salvation, of God's presence always with us. A light of hope that shines into our lives leading us and guiding us. And so we can say, what, what time is it? It's 
time for us to live as a people of the light. Time for us to take that next step towards the light and into the light. To not just say we know morning is coming, to not just believe that the light of day is coming, but to live it, embrace it, embody it. To wake up to the ways God is moving around us. To say it is time, it is time now to be a people of the light. Will you pray with me? Oh, Holy Lord, our God, as we step into this new season, we give thanks that into this dark world you came. You, God, you poured yourself out to be one of us. so that we might forever push away the darkness and all that comes with it. That you now have shown us what it is to be the people of the light, to live in the day. Help us as we stand in this in-between time to embrace the hope of our salvation, to embody the hope of your abiding presence with us, that all of us, as we go through this season, would wake up and know that now is the time and you are here. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.